0: Hello and welcome to The Dirt in partnership with Gardening Works. We're the podcast that weeds out negativity around gardening mishaps and celebrates them instead. I'm Laura, editor of Grow Your Own magazine. And I'm Sophie, Grow Your Own's content writer. On today's episode we'll be discussing gardens that star in the
1: most unexpected places, our sheds and our favourite tomato varieties. But first uh, we're chatting to Lee from Second City Cottage. Hello Lee.
2: Hello there.
1: How are you doing today? How's the weather over looking over your plot today? The
2: weather is absolutely fantastic actually. Only a couple of clouds in the sky. It's pretty warm out there so yeah it's it's doing pretty well
1: brilliant it's, it's nice to sort of feel like spring's on the way sort of finally isn't it? <laughs> to, 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 to see the sun yeah. out um yeah brilliant so um we know that you have a an instagram account and a youtube channel um called second city cottage um now could you tell us a little bit more about
2: that yeah yeah we're um we're also on the twitter as well it's the same at second city cottage across the board um uh, i got an allotment a year ago on Friday, actually. Oh, brilliant! Happy um, anniversary! <laughs> yes, thank you. Yeah, the the, the plot anniversary, I think people call it. Um, and I'd I'd wanted one for a very long time, but uh, didn't have the time ever to do it really. So, uh, sort of lockdown changed everything for a lot mm-hmm. of people, and I was one of those people. Yeah. Um. So yeah, I, I managed to get myself uh, a plot and. I started doing a video diary and it was just gonna be for me really to sort of remember where I'd put things and that sort of thing and, and it sort of just carried on from there. It's just a, a lot of fun really. Um and finding that sort of online, especially in like the social places, there's a really good gardening community. It's a lot of fun, very inclusive.
0: Yeah, so um in the in the year that you've had your plot what would you say have been the biggest successes that you've had so far, coming up to your one-year plot anniversary?
2: Oh, I think to be honest, my biggest success that I've enjoyed the most is chili plants. Oh,
0: brilliant! Yeah, um, yeah. they're a favourite yeah, round here too. <laughs>
2: yeah, my daughter, who is three now, sowed some seeds, some chili seeds, and. I thought she was going to do one or two, but she ended up putting about a hundred in. I thought, that's absolutely fine. It's not going to be a problem. Only four or five will come up. But no, they all came up. Oh, so, wow. Yeah.
0: <laughs> so you have a chili farm now.
2: <laughs> they, they were all over the place. So we um basically ended up having to gift loads of them away. Um, and they grew like crazy. And we had hundreds and hundreds of chilies. Um, and we've made everything that you can possibly make with the chili I think we've made it wow. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah it's been a lot of fun but now this year learning from last year I've sewn about 15 and they've all come through and that means now I can gift a few away yeah, yeah. And, um, that sort of thing uh, and my bean wigwam it, it seems like it's like something that everybody takes for granted in the allotment world but I absolutely love my bean wigwam I'm going to do an absolutely massive one um, that my daughter can sit in there and read her book. Oh, oh
1: that's, that's, so that's really <laughs> nice. She's
0: really surrounded by nature in that in that yeah. way, aren't you? So, yeah.
2: Think, yeah.
1: It's, so
0: it, um, it sounds like your daughter's really embraced the the grow your own life as well.
2: She absolutely loves it. I was really surprised. Um, we, When I got the plot, we had some blackcurrant trees, bushes, well, I don't know what you call them, what they are. Um, we sort of didn't have a clue what they were. My plot had been sort of abandoned for like three years. So it was Mm. just starting to grow. So it was like kind of just let things go and see what it is. Uh, And the first Mm. day when the black currants were ready to go, Lyra, that's my daughter Lyra, um, walked onto the plot and just started picking the black currants off and putting (laughs) them into a bag and eating a few here and there and just going. Um, And now she won't, she gets really annoyed if you give her cordial because oh, it's not no. the <laughs> She's it's got so, taste,
0: oh. yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah,
2: <laughs> she has, and she's always asking me to go to the allotment. She calls oh. it Lottie. Uh, Daddy, can we go to Lottie? So yeah, she's she's a big fan, which is nice. Um, apart from when you use the allotment for what it really is and that's somewhere to sort of escape from everybody <laughs> <laughs> yeah, absolutely can i come to the allotment yeah I suppose so come on <laughs> yeah.
0: um so coming back to your chili plants um for a moment what varieties are you growing this year yeah
2: this year i am growing um whoa cayenne i've got a lot of cayenne i find that they're I find they're really reliable. They really go. I think off two plants of cayenne last year, I got over three hundred chilies. Oh my gosh. It.
1: that's really good. Yeah. We
2: have, well, we've got a giant uh, polytunnel at the allotment. I call it the um, the communal polytunnel of dreams. <laughs> <laughs> <in Logan. laughs> yeah. And um, yeah, two of two of my cayennes just kept going. I was still pulling chilies off in November. Wow. Just, just kept going. It was really good. Um, this year, I'm also doing uh Nagas mm-hmm. and I'm doing uh habaneros as well. Mm-hmm. And after listening to your I think it was your first episode of this series, I've got to get is it uh Nosferatu? Oh yeah,
1: yes.
0: Yeah well, we would I don't definitely think recommend I can
2: those. know that there's a chili plant out there called a Nosferatu <laughs> and, and not grow it to be honest. <laughs> exactly.
0: So, yeah. yeah um, it and is also
2: a good one. I um i work for a company called well, it's a charity called headway birmingham solihull and they've given me their garden to use for produce this year because they want to grow stuff to make stuff to sell stuff um so they heard i have an allotment and now that seems to be my responsibility as well oh. so we're going to try and grow a lot of chilies and oh kooka melons we're going
1: to do oh Kuka lovely
0: melons. yeah yeah, yeah. Oh. Laura's had
1: experience with kikamelons
0: haven't you Laura yes yeah. So, yeah some experience of them so it sounds like you're gonna have your hands very full this year
2: oh yeah it's actually really exciting because I went from a sort of job that in all honesty I really wasn't happy in and, and had no time and had no work-life balance and now quite deliberately i'm in a role where i can get out and do this sort of thing and it, it just kind of it seems to start growing and growing and growing to excuse the pun i suppose <laughs> yeah. now, the the plot is just i love going down the plot it's it's an incredibly important part of my life now and now we're doing the growing at work as well and seeing the guys because I, I, headway is um a charity for people with acquired brain injury. So okay. we are working with them. Um, I put something on Twitter the other day, and then had two days worth of replies constantly coming back at me for yeah. ideas to do with the guys at work, which was really, really helpful. Mm, and yeah. um, sort of strong smells and textures and things like that for them. Yeah, because yeah. we have um, we have guys from quite sort of say low functioning to guys who drive themselves into headway so you know yeah. it's brain injuries um massively diverse so it's trying to plot some sort of project mm. alongside what they can do with different sort of abilities yeah,
1: yeah absolutely that sounds really really brilliant yeah we do like to um obviously celebrate our successes on the plot but obviously there are some mishaps along the way um so what would you say your biggest mishaps uh, mishap I don't like to say fail but what's your biggest gardening <laughs> fail <laughs> in the garden in, on the I, plot
2: i mean it's difficult to choose and well i listened to your show it, it, it he's trying to pick what's the sort of worst one that he <laughs> yeah. does, you know, I mean. um chili related uh, one of you guys the other day was saying that your dad smelt the chilies or oh,
0: something
2: oh yeah um, <laughs> yeah so i <laughs> I dehydrate some of my chilies and make a chili powder, mm-hmm. and I'd done that in the morning. Um, and then I was having to take some more chilies out to put in there, and I didn't have time to do it. Um, so I came back from work and started picking out the chilies because I had to break the stems off mm-hmm. them. And I didn't even think, because I'm stupid, <laughs> that um there'd be some chili residue on the side oh, of goodness. the pot that I was putting oh. them in. Um, and about ten minutes later rubbed my eye. (gasps) And because it's chili powder, it was like it it felt freezing cold. It was so spicy. It was absolutely disgusting. Um had to run and smash my face under the cold tap because it was just it was just absolutely horrible. Um just left myself thankful that it was um just my face that I'd sort of rubbed because I could have been (laughs) going to the hospital or something, you know.
0: Goodness. Um, on
2: the plot itself i think oh the biggest one was when i first got it every time i dug down there was some plastic um i'm very lucky that there wasn't carpet which i see a lot of people have right. um pulled up the plastic thinking this is the way to go um the next day it rained and then there was some really good sunshine and I come back and my entire plot, it taken me five hours to get the plastic up and then oh. it was like a jungle because uh. the weeds were just waiting oh, under no. there.
1: Was, <laughs> they pounced. Yeah, absolutely.
2: Yeah. Oh. Yeah. It was like something from a horror film, mm-hmm. like you're on a different planet. They just came from nowhere. <laughs> oh. Oh, it's everywhere. If, if you can name one of those horrible weeds that all gardeners despise i think i've got them on my plot oh (laughs) yeah they're all there you hear about these sort of um laboratories with the they keep all the deadly horrible diseases (laughs) that's my plot for weeds they're all there waiting ready to go
0: (laughs) you're harboring them all
2: I know, one gust of wind and the entire allotment, all the other plotties want to come and get me, really. Oh. So I have to f- fend them off with um, damson jams. And <laughs> to,
0: to I mean, it's a good bribery tool. that has to be said. <laughs>
2: yeah. I, got, I got a damson tree. I didn't know what it was. I'd, I'd never even seen a damson. I just didn't know what it was. And this damson tree, at the end of the growing season, I'd taken about 30 pounds of damsons. Wow. So I made... I made uh, jam for the whole of South Birmingham, really. <laughs>
0: Brilliant. Um, so do you think that, um, given that you mentioned that your plot hadn't been cultivated for some time before you got it, do you think the weeds have probably been the biggest challenge that have come from that? I
2: hate them. I absolutely hate them. Um, <laughs> they, I, You hear things about weeds that you don't hear about normal things in life, like, oh, that was here when the dinosaurs were around and... <laughs> oh you're never gonna get rid of them oh look at that it's it's there forever that is and he's like well what do i do then I, oh, yeah. do i even challenge it um so just uh, yeah hate them i think i'm just gonna sort of have to go well, i don't want to say no dig or raise beds but literally cover everything that i'm not growing on with sort of the biodegradable weed suppressant. Um, yeah because yeah it's just it's just Absolutely constant. I've gone, I'd never used a hoe in my life before last year. Um, I, I didn't even, I had to ask a guy at the allotment how to use a hoe. And his mm-hmm. wife just peed herself laughing because I didn't have a clue. <laughs> They're looking at me like I'm mental. You mean how do you use a hoe? <laughs> I've never done it. How, how oh, do I do it. I worked on farms when I was traveling around and it was picking, hand-picking the weeds out. They yeah. wouldn't let me use a hoe. I didn't tell that <laughs> yeah. luxury.
0: But also the fact that the different types of hoes are used in different ways as well. That means that you have to know what you're working with before you start, don't you really?
2: I don't even get me started on that. <laughs> different tools for different things. Like, I need a hoe. Oh, what sort of hoe do you need? The one that... Kills the weeds. Oh, yeah, but is it an onion hoe? Is it a long shafted handled Norwegian <laughs> hoe? Um, are, you, are you down on your hands and knees? I just need a hoe.
0: Just, <laughs> a hoe. just need these weeds <laughs> off my plot and out of yeah. my way. <laughs> yeah. Well, it sounds like the last year has had quite a lot of revelations for you in it. So over that time, what would you say has been the best little trick or tip or hack that you've um that you've come across
2: i think it's just a bit lame really but it's um just take your time don't Mm, i've been taking your time you'll get more done than trying to rush and do things and you end up fed up and set yourself small goals is what i try to do and Mm, yeah because if i if i try to do too much I get fed up and then it's it's sort of like going to the gym, isn't it? If you, if you try and run 5K in one go, you kill yourself and you never want to go back again. Mm. So what I do is I get two sticks of bamboo and I put them a distance apart and go, right, today I'm getting that part of the plot done and that's what I'm going to be doing. That's such um, a really idea. good
1: idea,
2: yeah. Yeah, because – and then if you do more and you fancy doing some more, then absolute bonus, but mm. you're not allowed to go um, – until you've done those bit be- and tech yeah. um tech tea making facilities with you
0: essential, yeah but, absolutely <laughs> do you um essential. do you also find that having the that method with the canes to show you what you want to get done does that also help you not getting distracted by other things because I'm awful for going in the garden with a job in mind, then I go in a couple of hours later and I've done everything else except for that job,
2: <laughs> absolutely, yeah, it's sort of. I'll start there, and the second I get like a tiny bit bored of what I'm doing, I'm like, "Ooh, that 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 tree over there looks a bit dodgy. Let's see if that needs pruning." And uh, four times in the last week, I've been down the allotment with the sole purpose of digging a couple of holes for some gooseberries that I've got waiting to go into the mm. ground. They're not in the ground. They're still they're still in their pots. <laughs> still there. I even said on my latest vlog, I said, "Right today, I'm coming down to do these." Nope. No, nope, I put Michelle in instead. <laughs> <laughs> <Productive>, <laughs> I don't even know why. <laughs> yeah, it's still productive, but yeah. It's a, a psychological barrier where obviously yeah. I must have some deep-lying dislike for Gus Gugs.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I think the thing is though that there's always something else to do. I think I genuinely believe you could be on your plot 24 hours a day and you would still not run out of things to do.
2: Oh yeah, so mine as I say mine was sort of not really touched for at least three years so when I first got it being a stupid male at it, oh yeah not a problem we'll do that in well oh. but by, by the time the winter comes this will be like the botanical gardens it'll be absolutely beautiful <laughs> about two months in you were like oh that's absolutely not going to happen is it that's definitely not happening so um whatever it, it's still a tip really mine is despite doing lots and lots of work on it so it's gone from being a six-month project to get it to where I want in reality being in full-time employment being a dad of a toddler it's a three or four year project you know it's not it's not something that's going to get there immediately and it's accepting that that is what's needing to be done really which as a stubborn bloke can be difficult sometimes
0: but I think that is something in general that I think sometimes you can see pictures of absolutely stunning gardens that look complete perfection. But in real life, gardens are a living, moving, ever-changing thing. Yeah. So you, you do kind of have to learn and accept that pretty quickly. Definitely.
2: Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I think you see like beautiful uh, sort of immaculate plots from somebody who's been retired for 10 years and goes there there's two chaps at our place that are there every single day all day they, mm. they sit there they've got a great shed with like a veranda on it and everything it's wow,
0: nice wow.
2: manicured plot yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, I go more for a sort of step to an approach i think I, <laughs> yes. I, I like the higgledy piggledy things macgyvered together so you can just about just about holds together
0: yeah, well, equally like charming <laughs> yeah. in its own way. Yeah, hel-
2: yeah. <laughs> yeah. Health and safety, would have a field day there, I imagine. So, I do um,
0: think, though, that's one of the really lovely things about allotment sites is that there is every single thing on the spectrum of what a plot could look like and you can take a bit of inspiration from everything.
2: Oh, yeah, completely. Um, I never realised how important bamboo sticks would become in my life. <laughs> so, <laughs> and you essential. can do anything with bamboo sticks, can't you? I, yeah. I, I've gone from sort of, I don't Really know if it's a midlife crisis, but I've gone from being excited about perhaps seeing the Foo Fighters in, in London too. Yeah. Oh, look, that bamboo's on sale, we can get some of that bamboo. Yeah. Oh, a new shovel, brilliant! That's what I need. And then you sit down of a night and go, Oh, what I mean, what's happened here? <laughs> I love it, I just absolutely adore it. I wouldn't be without my plot. Um, yeah. I say, uh, in, in the vlog, it's like, um Digging is cheaper than therapy, I guess.
0: Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. Completely. it's a lot of fun. Um, So before we let you get back to your plot, what would you say has been the biggest lesson that you've learned since you've been growing your own?
2: Oh, that's a good one. Um, I think I just used it, didn't I? Therapy, it's cheaper than therapy. Um, I think really prepare yourself to be at the plot all sort of day even if you're not going to be at the plot all day just in case because the amount of time you go i'm just going to spend an hour down there and spend seven hours down there Um, (laughs) so i always take provisions as though i'm going camping for a fortnight which is difficult because i've never been camping so (laughs) um it's you hear fishermen say that that fishing isn't about catching fish And I think that it's sort of the same thing. I'll go down to the allotment and I will do some work. Then I will chill out for a little bit, um, listen to... I've always got my audio book down there or take my book with me um, and relax for 25 minutes, half an hour, then go and do a bit more of a job. And it's about enjoying the space around you. Um, We've got all sorts. We're like South Birmingham... Pretty close to the city center, and we have foxes, badgers, buzzards. we had a pheasant down there at one point because people have got their um wildlife cameras, which is a big learning, by the way, because the toilets are shut at our place oh. for most of the year when the water's off. So a lot of people take a pee up the side of the shed or onto oh, their compost because no. it's good for it. <laughs> and then all of a sudden everybody's got these wildlife cameras, so it's a dangerous oh. thing to do now. Be
0: very careful there, <laughs> yes. Yeah.
2: Be, very, be very aware if your neighbor, your plot neighbours have, because apparently male pee is good for your compost. Yeah. I have heard
1: this. We've yeah. yeah. yeah.
2: <laughs> strange, but it's, it's apparently not female pee, but male pee, apparently. Yeah. <laughs> uh,
0: well, I'm so people are certainly strange. getting things that they didn't, didn't bank on on their wildlife cards. Yeah, that's <laughs>
2: right. Exactly what I'm saying. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> we can get that home, put the SD card in. Oh, no. we oh. <laughs> put number 32s at it again. <laughs> oh. Just as a disclaimer, we don't have a, jo- a Jeff at the allotment. He's, uh, he's fictitious. He's not going to come out. <laughs>
0: yeah. All names changed for legal reasons. Exactly. <laughs> yeah.
2: But your music as well. Oh. Music, audio books, just but very low because other people are there Um and don't be a curmudgeon this, this seems to have been a sort of revolution in the sort of allotment world in the past five six years where there's now a lot of young people Um we i'm really lucky that we've got the sort of allotment committee and everything and they're all really cool and there's a really nice community vibe about it yeah. Um but i read and hear about an awful lot of people who have issues with their um sort of associations and i guess these places have got 120 130 sort of plots mine's only got about 40 i think so yeah.
0: yeah.
2: Um, enjoy and don't be a curmudgeon hashtag (laughs) don't be a curmudgeon
0: i think that's the title of the episode right there (laughs) (laughs) i like that one (laughs) Um, well thank you so much for joining us today we will let you get back to your plot but before you go um would you be able to just tell people where they can find you online
2: yes certainly thanks for having me a lot of fun um we are at uh, at second city cottage so that's the number two n d city cottage and you can get us on youtube instagram and on twitter um it's second city cottage is the sort of title for everything that we do and then there's the the vlog which is called down the allotment and i'm just starting up a blog as well um which i'm sort of using the fact that the plot is like a uh, therapist or a counsellor really so that's called um, losing the plot is what I'm calling the blog <laughs> wonderful um, <laughs> it's sort of the the things that I rant to my um, my black current trees about whilst nobody's listening because you don't really <laughs> want to into political views, so everybody, all of my plants and everything that's growing here is what I'm ranting about, and it's a, I see mm. it as a very big therapy. So uh, I'm going to share yeah. those sort of thoughts with people as well. So it's different angles of what we do, and we're doing more stuff at the cottage as well. So yeah, yeah. So it's at Second City Cottage. Brilliant, oh,
0: great. Thank, Thank you. you so much. Yeah, it's been really great talking to you. Thank um, you. And Sophie, shall we go and hear from Gardening Works? Let's go. Yep. Raise your growing game with Gardening Works. Gardening Works has all you need from composting the old to planting the new. Specialists in all things wood, visit the website to see the full range of award winning compost bins, raised beds, and much more. Gardening Works is passionate about gardening, wildlife, and the environment,
3: and makes sure all of the wood used in its products is FSC certified and sustainable. Gardening Works products are handmade in the Ribble Valley to the highest possible standards. By using the
0: high-quality compost bins, you can be making your own compost from your own plot in no time. Find everything you need to create your perfect vegetable garden by visiting gardeningworks.co.uk That's gardeningworks.co.uk hi guys hey how's it going yeah not bad thank you um i wanted to ask you both about sheds i'm just gonna dive straight in there (laughs) yeah why not um (laughs) do you have garden sheds
3: yes i inherited a huge garden shed (gasps) (gasps) Oh, yeah it's really nice
0: (laughs) it's such a luxury mine's a shared one but i do (laughs) What do what do you use them for it's not a trick question oh,
3: mainly storing stuff that I don't want people to see you right. know it's not necessarily a garden I do have gardening tools in it mm. but yeah. it's a lot of other things as well clutter clutter yeah that's
0: right yeah. Yeah. yeah yeah absolutely see this is the danger thing for me because mine as you say I inherited a shed that I would never have chosen for the garden because mm. it's too big um but I can't change it because if you move any bit of it it will fall down yeah mm. um But I found it's a tiny bit like the garden version of a handbag in that (laughs) (laughs) however big it is you will always fill it up. Yeah, And my shed is filled to the door with everything from the garden that I don't know where to put it. And why I'm asking you this is because I was reading something the other day about the multi-uses of garden sheds, how brilliant they are, how you can create amazing spaces whether you want to pub in your garden or a little oh. place to go and sit and read your book with a cup of tea or mm, whatever yeah and i really want to do that but i also lack the motivation to clear the shed out
3: <laughs> but then it's like that's lovely and i it's such a romantic idea to think that you can just like go away from your world and your house and your responsibilities and just go kind of sit in your shed in a lovely little cushion sofa or something mm. but where do you put everything else
1: that's that, my question. Yeah. You
3: need to move that
1: yeah. stuff out, don't you? And, and relocate it, which is not yeah. an easy no, task. No. <laughs> but yeah. I
0: would also say, I think half of the problem with being a gardener in that respect is I know we were talking earlier about decluttering in houses and not being sentimental and holding on to things you don't need. Mm. I think in the garden, we are all programmed to think... Obviously, we don't want to be throwing out plastics. Obviously, we don't want to waste things. So the natural standpoint is you look at an item and you think, might be useful, might be able to use it. And this means that my shed is full of a load of unidentifiable objects (laughs) that just might come in handy one day. Just in case. Yeah, but you know that the second that you give it to someone else or recycle it or whatever is going to be the moment that you find the perfect use for yeah absolutely you can count on it (laughs) but I am thinking now that spring is basically here it's the perfect time to actually do it because a lot of the stuff that I need for the garden is at the back of the shed so maybe now's the
3: time yeah you can reorganize what you do have have you got an idea in
0: mind of what you'd want your shed to be in the future well actually in quite a traditional sense I'd quite like to turn it into a potting shed Mm -hmm. oh yeah but in reality I don't know (laughs) Sophie is yours just a shed shed
1: it it is quite a shed shed I I must admit my mum does take good care of the shed it only really when it comes to winter time does it get cluttered um but in the summer mum has various hooks shelves on the walls keeps everything lovely she's she's really good at keeping the garden tidy my mum (laughs) she makes it look really lovely and I just can't compete with that I (laughs) I'm pretty sure this this season when I'm sort of into full swing with the bed (laughs) things will be everywhere I think I think compost might be spilt all over the shed floor because I I, I do store all of my orchid potting mixes and all of my little spare lots of orchid things really in the shed so that's probably hindering her, her
3: organisation in there but yeah I limit my time in the shed Purely because of the spiders I'm not gonna lie. Honestly this is the thing
1: (laughs) I I, I distinctly remember when I was a lot younger um, a little bird had had sort of crept into there and and it sort of just flown out as I'd opened the shed door and I I do love birds like Mm. they don't scare me but when you're not expecting
0: it that's quite a fright. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. I have a theory about this going a little bit off piste here but on that subject the you know when people say, are you scared of something? And I think, no, actually, I'm only scared of it in an unknown quantity. <laughs> like, for example, if you have a shed that's really old and you haven't been in there for ages, and, like, there might be a mouse in there. Yes. I would be more scared of there maybe being a mouse in there than if someone said there's definitely, absolutely, yes. certainly a mouse in there. Because then you're like, oh, okay, I'm going to go in there and there's going to be a mouse in there, and that's fine. It eliminates the chance of jump scares, basically, yeah. which, which I'm not a fan of. <laughs> no. Yeah no me neither
3: but I feel like Laura you and I have very different scares that 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 worry us in our (laughs) day-to-day lives like if I found a bird in my shed I'd be like oh I locked it in there I hope it's not been in there for very long I
0: think you would I would be terrified depending (laughs) on the kind (laughs) of bird (laughs) like if it was a pigeon I would be so full of fear (laughs) I'd about I a think Robin. it's probably the fact that you know that you're eat, you're both scared in that situation, yeah. so everyone's going to be acting unpredictably. And <laughs> <I laughs> mean, of flapping, lots on both of flapping, sides, <laughs> little legs, like oh god, oh god. <laughs> <laughs> stressful. I hope everyone. that never happens to you. I hope that never happens to me. <laughs> yeah. Oh my goodness, because one time again, oh my god, this is really going off piece now. But once when I still lived at home with my parents there's like the windows what do you call them the windows that are like above the windows that open like that the shutters the sort of little tiny window at the top oh yeah Okay. Uh, okay. and I walked into the room and I could see the silhouette of (gasps) what I'm thinking is a wood pigeon (laughs) and it was sitting on the window ledge but what that meant was it was technically inside the window and I could not go in the room I had to be like mum (laughs) <laughs> who also equally isn't very good with birds, oh, no. but also you're my mother, therefore you I'm must protect you me at all this. costs. Yeah, <laughs> protect me at all costs. You're right. And yeah, i <laughs> stressful. I'm, I mean, I don't have anything against birds. I like them, but just I like them not to be near me mm. because I think some of it comes from like, because I've never grown up with birds. Yeah. I'm also a bit worried that I don't know how to... Deal with them like I might accidentally hurt them if I had to touch them or something. And oh, okay, yeah, you know. see,
3: I grew up with having like budgies as pets and Aww. things, so yeah, yeah it, mm. it makes a lot of sense to me, but never mind. That was a wild ride, <laughs> that was a wild ride, everyone. <laughs> Deep into the, the bird fears, <laughs> the bird fear, of, yeah, no, anyway. Um, we do love birds though, we promise, <laughs> yeah, yeah, we do. Bring, bringing it back to a more of a grow your own theme, um, I am. In the process of trying to try some new tomato varieties, oh, I have tried quite a few in my time. Um, I like to go different each time. You know, I've tried Pear Drop and Sun Gold and, and Classic Money Maker and that sort of thing. But are there any varieties that both of you would recommend? Oh, Well,
1: I mean, not so much recommend, but one I'm looking forward to growing this year um, is the Lissetto tomato. Okay. Mm. Um, that's the variety. I mean, they're little small cherry tomatoes mm. apparently. Um they grow really well in hanging baskets oh. and I'm planning to put one just above on the trellis above my little bed. Oh. So oh, nice. hanging basket so that that yeah. will hopefully make a good addition provided it all goes well. Um but yeah other than that
3: I've, I I mean that's what I'm looking forward to. Yeah. Yeah. Sophie's corner is developing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And hanging <laughs> baskets I my neighbor um two doors up actually started growing cherry tomatoes in baskets and she just bought them as plug plants I think or you know just um, sort of semi grown plants. Yeah. And they were so, honestly, she had hundreds oh, of wow. tomatoes and they were so much more productive than the ones Ooh. I'd grown in pots. Oh, really? So yeah. I thought, well, I'm missing a trick here. So <laughs> it probably makes sense. And yeah. I get to have such a sunny garden. So yeah, get, getting them high up, plenty of sunshine each day. And it does make sense. And that does get a lot of sun.
1: Yeah.
0: So hopefully,
3: we've got lots of nice
1: sun warmed mm. tomatoes in the Ooh. summer. Ooh. Lovely.
0: Mm. Lovely stuff. Very hungry. <laughs> um, I can't pronounce the one that I would like to recommend. <laughs> <laughs> so please check the show notes. Um but it's the Italian ox heart okay. sort of one. Um I'd always tended to not grow beefsteak mm. types because I think we've discussed it before that they're um they seem a lot less productive. You get a lot less tomatoes for your buck. Mm. But actually these were really productive, really delicious, really mm. fleshy and lovely and they ju- I think that may have actually been the tomato if memory serves me right, the one that survived after being hacked in half by accident. Okay. So, um, yeah, I really would recommend that. That was really satisfying. I mean, obviously, you don't get so much of the quick turnaround as with the cherries where it feels like you're harvesting loads of tomatoes forever. Mm -hmm. Um, But it's worth the weight yeah say.
3: good to know it's got a good flavor as well because mm. i've grown beefsteaks before and they've been quite watery, watery yeah and That's it's just tr- not yeah. Yeah. then you think oh if i would just grown a few cherry tomatoes you'd have had that punchy flavor
0: plenty to put in salads or make sauces out of yeah. and that sort of thing yeah. so yeah i have to say sun golds rarely make it into the house <laughs> it's just a little snack as you're walking <laughs> around the garden but they're so <laughs> inviting though aren't mm-hmm. they they just they just light up the plots. Oh. I need to try these. Actually, yeah. I'm not, I've not tried those before. So, do you yeah. like the smell of tomato leaves? Yes. 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 Love See, it. I do. I love when because, as I've discussed a million times on the dirt before, I'm a terrible gardener and don't pinch out my side shoots. I end up with like a tomato forest that <laughs> you have to climb through to pick all the fruits and mm. stuff. And some people don't like that smell but that smells like summer yeah. it does, it does yeah that's yeah.
3: to me that is the epitome of growing your own The
0: smell mm, of tomato that leaves is the smell, it? yeah, yeah. Yes. if grow your own had a smell mm-hmm. it would be that mm-hmm. yeah <laughs> <laughs> better than the compost smell yeah <laughs> well I don't know Ooh. some people argue that they like the smell of compost true um yeah. so what's your favorite of the ones you've grown before
3: Oh, so you know sun gold is definitely up there but I really enjoyed the pear drop variety Mm. they were just so cute and you you can't believe how much variety and like say shape and size and Mm. color and flavor one crop can have and it amazes me every time so yeah yeah. so thank you for your suggestions yeah (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. no problem
0: (laughs) hopefully
1: we'll have a nice successful tomato growing yeah we'll
0: have to have a tomato session at some point (laughs) when we all when assuming that all of our plants work yeah but, um, <laughs> when we each bring in some fruits and have like a taste test yeah we can all choose what we're growing next year yeah that's that a very one, good yeah. idea very <laughs> helpful yeah Definitely. also obviously any listeners with tomatoy recommendations mm. drop us a line yes. on yes, socials yes, please. and because yeah. we'd love to try some that we haven't tried before yeah. absolutely yeah
1: I, I i actually got um well my mum got given some tomatoes last year um um by a family friend and they were absolutely delicious they were tiny 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 tomatoes but they had so much flavor and I'm just on the hunt for the variety and (laughs) I keep saying every time I uh, you know every time we sort of talk about them I say when I see her (laughs) I will ask what the variety those tomatoes were but they were so delicious so if anybody has an idea about what a very small tasty tomato might be called (laughs) there's no (laughs) please (laughs) and if you find out in the meantime (laughs) if i find out i will let you know (laughs) (laughs) um yeah well i was having a bit of a browse through um just through the internet earlier, um, and came across an article on the Falkirk Herald. Um, and there was an interesting um story on a, a floating garden that's going mm. to come to the waterways in Falkirk. So oh, so nice. yeah, so apparently a, a floating ecosystem is gonna drift oh, down. Wow. Um hopefully not indiana jones style um um, just drift down the canal it's it's along the areas fourth and clyde canal and
3: union canal um so it's going to just constantly
1: move wherever i mean i think so i mean it's it looks as though it's it's by it's driven by the concept of so grow and share um and it's all about scientific knowledge the community and obviously growing your own as a as a as a whole and it's just Mm -hmm. to celebrate celebrate that i mean if you want to read the article it is on the Falkirk Herald it's very interesting Mm -hmm. um but it just got me thinking you know how ecosystems can thrive in such unexpected places sort of gardens places you'd least expect i mean i went to um sky garden in london i don't know if you've ever been no i've never been no it's it's really quite amazing i mean Mm. it's so high up i mean you have to not be afraid of heights (laughs) (laughs) but it's so (laughs) high up your ears actually my ears popped in the lift going up because it was that high but Mm. it was it was really lovely there's plants everywhere they were just thriving so it was yeah it was lovely but
0: um, I have a question about the floating garden, and I don't know if the article covers this, but yeah. I'm, Im-, I'm imagining it's probably not floating very fast. But in my head, <laughs> I'm thinking, how are people caring for this garden? Do you have to get one of those sort of sticks and like jump, <laughs> hop on. onto the, onto this little floating island to care for it, and then try Watch and sling yourself off, off again? Yeah.
1: again? <laughs> like, just chuck some water as it comes yeah. over, just so or over. row alongside yeah.
3: it. <laughs>
0: <laughs>
3: yeah. <laughs> Pull out some weeds. Seeing as it's an ecosystem, surely it shouldn't need that much maintaining. I don't think the article actually covers that. I think it is honestly just potentially
1: one of your theories where you have to row alongside (laughs) that's all I've got on that subject
3: unfortunately I like like that answer so I'm gonna go with it yeah I'm gonna imagine (laughs) that's that's
0: what they do (laughs) alongside the (laughs) barge, if it's on barges maybe what they do is you can go on a cruise but as your payment for the cruise you have to look after the floating garden Mm. that's such a good idea I'd sign (laughs) up for that Mm. therapeutic cruises find it here soon <laughs> oh. Yeah. Oh, I, I right also it.
3: wonder if like kids would really love that oh, there it is there it goes it's floating yeah. away like I just as yeah. a child I'd imagine being really excited to see that so. yeah, I, I really
0: would. really feel like we're imagining it floating yeah. a lot faster than it actually is we're imagining it like <laughs> zooming <laughs>
3: yeah like moves like one centimeter an hour so. it's
0: got like a motor on the back of it <laughs> catch me if you can so where's like the weirdest place that you could try and grow something then
3: you could try to grow something (laughs) being the key
0: word yeah i mean considering that i haven't been using my car that much lately my car seems to have some things growing on it which i'm not (laughs) sure it's supposed to but
3: that's true you could always use like the dashboard i guess as long as it's small enough
0: (laughs) i think we did have a story on the debt about two years ago about someone growing Um, plants in a trailer or on a dashboard or something brilliant but think
3: about it it's like a mini greenhouse
0: it is, it is, to be fair. And of it gets
3: course. really hot in there. <gasps> Mini car chilies. Why not? <laughs> oh, this is... Okay. <laughs> may have to try this. <laughs> <laughs> All those tiny tomatoes. <laughs> Once you find out where they're from... They'll fit in the car. I mean, yeah, I'm yeah. sure the police would have nothing to
1: say about <laughs> it, but you know. <laughs> just bribe them with <laughs> fresh tomatoes. <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh, my goodness. Yeah, <laughs> well... I think maybe you two should uh, go and find your next obscure gardening spot, and I will crack on with some jobs on the plot. Yeah, Mm. lovely, okay. Potted herbs will be coming back into growth now. Give them a good water and a liquid feed to set them up for spring. You can also start off small batches of salad leaves. If you use hardy mixes of mizuna, rocket, lettuce and mustard, or sow individual varieties every fortnight, you will have a veritable feast of fresh, delicious leaves. In the fruit garden, it's time to get mulching. Mulches help to insulate roots, lock in moisture and suppress weeds so are well worth using. Apply a layer of compost around trees and bushes, but only if the soil isn't frozen over. Also, it's worth remembering that cooking apples, plums and pears are heavy feeders, so it's a good idea to apply a top dressing of high nitrogen feed this month to give them a helpful boost. Dust off those propagators, sowing season is here. Until next time, happy growing! This episode of The Dirt was brought to you by Gardening Works, wood specialists providing high quality, sustainable raised beds, compost bins, and much more. Find the website at gardeningworks.co.uk for more information.
3: Thanks again for listening to The Dirt. Don't forget to subscribe to the podcast for free to make sure you never miss an episode. We'd love it if you could rate and review wherever you get your podcasts. And don't forget to spread the word at your allotment site, community plot, or even just over the garden fence.
0: Plus, as a special treat just for listeners of the dead, we've got an exclusive Grow Your Own magazine offer. Head to growfruitandveg.co.uk forward slash grow2, that's G-R-O-W and the number 2 or call 0800 904 7000 and quote GROW2 to to receive three issues of Grow Your Own straight to your door for just £12.99. That's a saving of 38%. Every issue is packed with gardening advice, expert tips and tricks, and jobs to tick off your list, and each magazine comes with brilliant bonus gifts, often a selection of seasonal seeds. Check the episode notes for details and terms.